This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD or Compass. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. And while you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page. You can check out past shows, subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and please don't hesitate to reach out to us with topics for future shows questions you may have about today's show or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. When we get to thinking about getting ready for retirement, a lot comes into play. Uh, Am I the right age? Do I have enough saved? Is my 401k enough? Is my IRA robust enough? Where am I going to live? What kind of house am I going to live in? Or what kind of vacations am I going to take? I'm sure many people listening right now who are close to retirement ask themselves these same questions every day. But here's another just as important question I'd really like you to ask yourself, and that is, what do I need to be happy during retirement? During today's episode, we're going to take a closer look at some of the lesser discussed elements that are, in my opinion, absolutely essential to a happy and fulfilling retirement. But before we jump into today's topic, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who contributes to my happiness in so many ways, including the fact that he does this show with me week after week, year after year. Tony, how you doing today? Oh, thanks for that intro. I'm doing great. Thank you so much, Matt, for having me on the show. Uh, Much better after that intro. Yeah, I (laughs) love, you know that I love doing the show with you each week. Seriously, it's so much fun. Uh, We manage to have fun, even though we're talking about exciting topics like taxes or insurance or 401ks, you know, that's that's all part of the fun. But uh, we we try to make it fun for us and at least for ourselves, if not our listeners. At the very least, you know, I, I every now and then I come across somebody having a radio show or another podcast and I'm like, oh, no. I just, I can't. I want to listen to what they have to say, see how I'm doing. I just, I have to turn the channel either so that I can stay awake while I'm driving or that I maintain my will to live if it's on a podcast, you know, it's just, uh, so yeah, I hope people appreciate the fact that we at least try and sprinkle a little humor into what is otherwise an incredibly, generally very dry topic, the world of finance. Matt! Matt! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, those are those are those are the fans out there yelling for you or fan, I should Heck, say. Tony, we've singular. done over 200 shows together. We have done over we have recorded over 200 shows. You even got like a little crystal microphone trophy for your 200. I have two of them. For your two. two them you have yeah. two, one for 100 shows and then once we hit 200 shows, you got a trophy. Yeah, sure did. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I didn't get one of those trophies. Well, I did, but it doesn't uh I, I can't display it because Mitch engraved it. We put lights on them now instead of using a Christmas tree. <laughs> Just light up that mic trophy. It's a crystal <laughs> mic. It looks pretty nice with the blue light behind it. Very yeah. nice. 
Very nice. Well, yeah, kids gather around the crystal microphone <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> Festivus. <laughs> we'll celebrate Festivus the this year. Of strength are about to begin. Yes. Well, hey, so the topic today, ha- being happy in retirement, I mm-hmm. mean, we all want that, right? Obviously. And, uh, you know, having the money you need for retirement is obviously going to help, but you also need a strategy to use that money for your happiness. So what do you have for us? You know, we often use Kippinger articles. Uh, they do a pretty good job of summarizing some of the knowledge that we've gathered over the years doing what we're doing here. And there is one this week I want to talk about seven surprisingly valuable assets for a happy retirement. Uh, I, I think it brings up a lot of things I like to talk to my clients about. I like to talk to new people about. Now, the article first notes something that I think is really important. And that is this. You don't have to be super wealthy to enjoy a truly rewarding retirement. A solid financial strategy and the discipline to live within the parameters of that strategy is really all you need. There's even data to support this notion. So the article points to a Purdue University study that found life satisfaction tops out at an annual salary of about $95,000 a year. And I know there's probably some people thinking, well, I'd love to have that. And then there's some people thinking that's as far as I needed to go. Right. But, <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, but, yeah. yeah. While any good financial pro will tell you it's essential to have a strategy that seeks to prevent you from outliving your money or facing disaster because, you know, medical expenses that they'll tell you that's important. It's just as important to develop habits that make you happy. All right. Habits for happiness. Mm-hmm. I, I love the alliteration habits for happiness. I get that. So what's the first happiness habit? Well, my uncle from Gilberti's Herb Gardens had a slogan since the seven, 1970s, and it was happiness is an herb garden, right? That was a great marketing wow. tool for him. And so he'd tell you it's an herb garden. And that might be a part that we can talk about in here. But according to the article, uh, more retirees say good health is the thing that's most important to them. Hmm. Now, it makes sense, right? After decades of hard work prudent savings. You want to be able to enjoy retirement. You don't want to be the person in your social circle with the biggest pillbox. There's, you know, so here's the deal. It's never too late to improve your health. People who become physically active and careful with their diet, even later in life, they exhibit significantly lower risks for things like heart disease. They also have reduced death rate compared to their peers, according to the article. So CDC, Uh, They suggest 150 to 300 minutes of moderately intense physical activity every week. Uh, So there's there's a starting baseline. Wait a minute. 150 to 300 minutes a week? A week. Oh, I was going for that much a month. Oh, okay. Well, at least it wasn't annually. That's that's a week, huh? (laughs) Yeah, half hour, five days a week. Huh. You know, or, you know, 300 minutes if we do that in uh, hours. That's five hours. So how many minutes, how many minutes does it take me to walk back and forth from the pe- to the pizza buffet line? <laughs> that does count as I guess, exercise. I gotta count that. If you do it briskly, which you yeah. usually do when a new pizza comes out. <laughs> when a new pizza comes out, <laughs> I'm moving fairly quickly. Yes. So yes. listen, hey, brisk stroll, terrific option. Uh, even if it's to the pizza buffet, just as long as you don't overdo it on the buffet. But something as simple as walking at least 7,500 steps per day, it can provide a massive amount of physical and mental health benefits. Walking regularly has also been shown to lower blood pressure. It slashes the risk of dementia. The article also explains walking has been shown to also, it improves longevity and 
something that I think is very important in your retirement years, creativity. Right. Exactly. So uh, that's really good advice. And I got to up my game. I'm at about, I set my goal at 5,000 steps, but I'm going to bump it up to 7,500 and see if I can't make that. And, uh, you know, my wife and I have been walking the dog twice a day, so that helps. Um, I think that's great. What's the next habit that can help make retirement happier for people, Matt? Okay. Potentially critical habit is to maintain strong social connections. That's why I um, do the show every week with you, buddy. <laughs> thanks, Tony. As I'm sure many of our listeners are already keenly aware, social isolation during retirement is potentially very harmful to both your physical and mental health. I, I think the last two years, what we, in a, on a grand scale, we saw exactly what isolation could do to people's mental health. Uh, there's, we never had such a mental health crisis in the country as we have in the last two years. Yep. Now the article highlights that social isolation has been linked to increased rates of heart disease, stroke, higher rates of dementia, more instances of anxiety and depression. And again, we've seen that playing out. Um, so creating those and maintaining those strong social connections is huge. Yeah, good point. And I think, hey, there's nothing wrong with kicking back on the balcony with a great book or binge watching a TV show, but uh, you need to spend an equal amount of time or more out there with friends or volunteering or hanging with the grandkids, right? Yes. And now you said something in that I really want to get at there. And that's, I've had clients who talk happily and excitedly about volunteering. I yes. do it. My wife does it. We've taught our kids to do it. It's been an integral part of my entire life. Uh, you know, during my career as a financial pro, I have been struck again and again by just how much joy people get from volunteering, whether it's giving time at your food bank, an animal shelter, charity fun run, grandkids elementary school. There are just so many great and rewarding opportunities waiting for you out there. Well, volunteering is so important and it, it is, it really needs to be a part of your lives. And my wife and I, uh, really drove that home with our kids. Uh, we volunteered as a family and encouraged them to volunteer and they've been great at it as well. So this is good stuff. Now uh, we're talking about some of the non-financial assets that are mm -hmm. essential to your ability to enjoy a happy and fulfilling retirement. And you talked about Hey, maintain your physical health, avoid social isolation. Those are two key habits that can make retirement better. But what's another, you know, positive retirement habit? Let's think about also how this can be part of this, right? If you think about, you know, when I first meet with somebody, we're talking about things like income strategies, 401ks, insurance options, IRAs, a lot more. It's what we're good at and what we're passionate about. But I like people to also think about their financial strategies as broadly as possible. Because think about this. The longer you maintain good health, the better your chances of maintaining enough cash and other assets to provide you with the freedom and flexibility to maintain your ideal retirement lifestyle. The you know, Bad health is one of the biggest costs and you know medical costs are one of the biggest outlays during retirement years. So the less you're going to have of that the more likely you're going to be able to do the things you want. Healthy habits are part of a solid financial strategy. Well, and yeah, they need to be. Uh, obviously, you need to stay healthy, have good habits. That's so important. What's another one we need to look at? Well, let's think about, um, let's think about this one. Finding your purpose. All right. Yeah. On one hand, some people might think they had a purpose during their career 
And retirement is all about not having a purpose and just <laughs> going where the wind takes you. And you're not going to live as long that way though. Typically, well, there's something to be said for part of, for some of that, right? Like you don't have to lock yourself into what day you might do something right. But on the other hand, having a purpose can provide you with a very real physical and emotional reward system. Early in the show, we talked about how volunteering is a great way to avoid social isolation, but volunteering is also a great way to find purpose during retirement. The article, the Kiplinger article, rep, talks about a study found retirees were three times more likely to say helping people in need brings them more joy in retirement than spending money on themselves. And just as importantly, those who volunteered or donated money to important causes indicated they felt a larger sense of purpose, uh, improved self-esteem. They were generally happier and healthier. I don't know if you, there was a study that just came out showing like um, the, I'm not going to get political here, but they, they're showing the happiness levels between uh, liberals and conservatives and liberals happiness level was lower. And one of the things they talk about in the, and is people and volunteering and charity work they do. And it appears that conservatives do more of that. And I can't help but wonder, right? It, maybe it's certainly not causation from the correlation, but if you're involving yourself in doing more of that work, perhaps you have that purpose and you find yourself happier. Um, now a Google search will provide you with a very long list of outstanding charity and nonprofit organizations right in your own community that would love to have someone just like you give some of your time. I'm a huge proponent of Kiwanis Clubs. It's a volunteer organization. It helps children locally, helps children worldwide. So that's the one I always like to uh, promote. The website volunteermarch.org allows you to search for volunteer opportunities by city and uh, categories like uh, animals, arts, health, literacy, much more. Sometimes, I don't know if you caught that, I, I call them citigories. Those are categories by city, if you didn't <laughs> catch that. That's wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, I make new words. That's a great word, citigories. <laughs> when you categorize by city, it's a citigory. Yes. Wow. You know, just See, this is not why everybody knows that. This is why you're sitting on the big crystal trophy, buddy, <laughs> so to speak. So... How yeah, that's good. And that website again, volunteermarch.org. That's a great site. And you know, Matt, from my own experience, uh, vo good volunteers are essential for nonprofits, charities, churches, mm -hmm. uh, animal rescues is a yeah. big one. You can volunteer there if you like Food animals. Banks. Food Maybe banks. Maybe now more than ever. So good. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Um, now another one here, become a lifelong learner. That is a healthy habit that may help you enjoy a longer and more rewarding retirement. Uh, according to the article, many experts are convinced that continuing education and a commitment to learning new things, it's a powerful way to keep yourself mentally sharp. And it's been shown time and time again, article after article, your brain needs as much exercise as the rest of your body. Now, the Kipling article references the following quote from a Harvard Medical School newsletter, and that is this. Challenging your brain with mental exercise is believed to activate processes that help maintain individual brain cells and stimulate communication among them. So, hey, if you don't believe me, maybe you can believe the Harvard Medical School. Right. So what are some good ways we can exercise the brain besides listening to and doing this podcast? Well, okay. So that's number one. And then after that, in my list anyway, uh, it could be as simple as doing a crossword puzzle every day. 
Uh, one study determined people with dementia who did a daily crossword puzzle slow the onset of memory decline by a little more than two and a half years. So, but what if crossword puzzles aren't your thing? You still have plenty of options. Um, there's all sorts of word games, number games on your phone, in the newspaper. I know not everybody gets a newspaper anymore. There's tons of apps that have them. There's books you can get full of the puzzles. But focus on finding an activity that you'll enjoy. If it's relatively new to you, so that you'll have to exercise your mind, get the hang of it. You know, senior centers, local colleges, your schools. Your school district's community education department are often great resources uh, for finding classes and activities. Or how about combining it with something like exercise? Like, you know, uh, get a book on uh, things in the you know, birding or, or foraging mushrooms and then go out, go walking and looking for these things. You can combine two things. You can learn while you're exercising. Now you're killing two birds with one stone, which is very important when you have an abundance of birds and a lack of stones. <laughs> right there you go i love that one well yeah it's it's important because you need to have a purpose a goal uh these are good things and the volunteering the brain activity i love that and uh, you know the national institute on aging's website also has a list of activities uh for learning opportunities now that i was not aware of thank you for that yeah oh here's one that i love being an optimist. This is another healthy habit that may help fuel a happy retirement. Now, I like to believe in myself as an eternal optimist. Like you, you there's I, I, what I always say, like the sun will always rise tomorrow, right? It always has. I can't prove it's going to, but being an optimist, I believe it's going to come up again tomorrow. So I want to be able to greet that sun with, you know, some sort of level of gratitude for my day, an attitude of gratitude, if you will. Right. So um, the article does note an optimistic attitude has been shown to lower your odds of developing cardiovascular disease, other chronic illnesses, also points to a National Academy of Sciences study that found that optimistic people live longer. So optimistic women had a 50% higher chance of making it to age 85. Optimistic men had a 70% greater chance of hitting that age milestone. Wow. So as you can imagine, you know, they, there's a reason we call them grumpy old men. Right. So huh. it, be optimistic and you've just increased your chances of hitting 85 by 70 percent. But I mean, it, that's not really something you can develop, is it, Matt? I mean, either you're an optimist or you're not. Right. I think that is absolutely something you can develop. Huh. Uh, I, I think you, there's certainly there's character traits that are ingrained in us that we're always going to default to. But if you put a focus on being something kind of the be do have model rather than have do be uh i think you can find your way to the brain re remains relatively plastic you now we can create new it's certainly more so when we're younger but that doesn't mean we can't create new pathways so train yourself to be an optimist you know pete the the kiplinger article talks about it they've shown people can develop a more optimistic mindset just with simple exercises like reframing a situation in a more positive way. I had one of my dearest clients, he's passed now, he was, but all of the things that happened in his life, he was a fighter pilot in World War II. Um, actually a bomber pilot, but regardless, he was out, he, he, he was, it, it, so he, you know, faced some adversity there. He, and he, he was in a horrible situation and he made it back to the ship. He landed his plane on a ship in the middle of the ocean with Whoa. like, no way to get there. And, you know, he, he 
could have focused on all the harsher things that happened. Instead, he focused on the best part that, you know, he did get to land. He, he had a flat tire. He always told me like one time he had a flat tire and it was in the snowstorm and it was miserable. He's doing it and he gets back in the car and he's driving down the road and just a little, you know, a little further down the road was a horrible accident where someone lost their life. And he thought, you know, that flat tire might've stopped me from being in that accident. And those, a couple of those things just for the rest of his life, he had this theory and he's just, he, when I heard it from him, I was always, I was already, I think on this path, I used to be what I used to call like a bitter realist. Now I believe myself to be an optimist because I just, I've taken these things on more and more as the years go on. And he was one of the ones that cemented this in my head. And he, he said, Matt, everything always works out. As long as you focus on it working out, it'll always work out. And you know, it's, I, I, I got, I got to say you, the more and more you do it, you slowly rewire your brain to be optimistic. Yeah, there you go. Wow. I, I believe it now you convinced me. So <laughs> seriously, uh, and optimism and gratitude go hand in hand. Uh, mm -hmm. I like that aspect of it. So uh, what's another tip for us? Let's uh, talk about this. Get a pet. You mentioned earlier walking the dog, right? Science shows yep. that a loyal pup provides some very real health benefits to the human body. Older people who walk their dog at least once a day get 20% more activity than people without a dog. Research is also showing that dogs may help ease suffering from cognitive decline, and owning a dog may even boost a person's longevity. There's a reason they bring pets into uh, assisted living and retirement homes because of the connection that people have with them. It just... Petting a dog can relax you, relaxing you, you know, being relaxing, being relaxed, relaxed can help you be more optimistic when you're not stressed, when sure. you're not anxious about things. Right. So you know, maybe you're not in a position to have a dog. Let's not just put it all on dogs. So cats, birds, they're lower maintenance options. They also provide companionship, some potential health benefits. Uh, I think the potential health benefits are negated once you become the cat person and you have like 23 of them. <laughs> right. But also remember, sure. I, I'm not trying to get on a pedestal here, but birds, birds often, depending on the bird can often outlive their owner. So if you're going to get a bird, keep that in mind that you probably want to have like really a legacy plan for your bird. You're going <laughs> to as silly as that may sound. <laughs> right. But have somebody that, you know, will be able to take. That's it true. Point. That yeah. happened to my aunt. She was a hundred uh, she lived to be a hundred, but she'd had like three birds over her life and her last bird she'd had for about 10 years, but it outlived her by quite oh, yeah. a ways. So, yep. and there was a big discussion after she passed on what to do. <laughs> Aunt, Aunt Mabel was her name and Mabel Shore. And she had, you had a bird. some longevity in your family, Tony. Yeah. Especially on the shore side, uh, Aunt Mabel, uh, one Oh three, I believe art shore one Oh two, my grandfather one Oh one. Um, trying to think of who else they, they all lived and everybody into the nineties. So yeah. yeah, there's longevity. I'm, I mean, I'm trying to see if I can, I'm trying to, they say break the cycle, you know? Yeah. I'm trying. <laughs> Proud of you. <laughs> you're so, always, see, you're already an optimist. Yeah. You know, you can overcome that impediment. Sure. Longevity. So, you know, dogs, cats living together, mass hysteria. Yeah. Um, had to work that line in, but thank you, Ghostbusters. But yeah, can you remind our listeners out there before we go today how healthy personal habits actually relate to their financial strategy? Well, the goal of financial strategy is to utilize your assets in a way 
that helps you enjoy the kind of retirement you really want. So for a lot of people, a financial strategy contains a limited amount of assets because most of us aren't independently wealthy. So emphasizing your physical and mental health as much as possible may improve your chances of not outliving your assets. Right. Very good. Well, you know what? This has been a great discussion. We're almost out of time. Is there anything else you want to add for our listeners before we go today, Matt? Yeah. Um, if you're considering volunteering, again, I highly recommend looking into Kiwanis or any other organization. I'm not sure. being paid by Kiwanis to promote them. Obviously, they're a volunteer organization, but I have been involved with them for years. And it's a very it's a great organization because it gets you involved, not just with people of your own age, but then you're doing all these things, you know, surrounding kids. So you're plugging into another generation and it really does broaden that so social circle, breaks that social social isolation. That's been a really tough one for me to say today, social isolation. But yeah. uh, so look into that. If you want to talk about any of these things, how you, you know, how these things can affect your overall financial strategy or just your financial strategy as a whole. Give us a call, 800-339-9252, or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. All right. Well, thanks, Matt. This was a great show. I loved the discussion, having a happy retirement, and that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC, Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.